we are back with another episode of The Janita with your host, Carlisle Chua. And this week, I've really gotten into reading. Like, okay, I've been into reading for like, I don't know how many months already. Or no, not even months, years. Wow, reader. I've been into reading for like, two years now ever since we've gotten into the pandemic like i started reading because i was like kind of training myself for law school you know because okay in general backstory with me my parents thought that i was dyslexic before like they genuinely took me to a doctor they literally took me to a doctor and tested if i was dyslexic because i had a really hard time reading and i had a really hard time spelling things out and i think i was around like grade two at the time could not do you know the um arrange things alphabetically could not do it for the life of me and like ever since then i hated reading my personality trait when i was a kid was really like oh my gosh i'm the active child i'm the one that plays around and does all of the other things but i am not a reader i do not read nor write and then i ended up going to freaking hums which is humanities and social sciences for the oldies out there and I want to become a lawyer one day. And that heavily entailed, both of those fields heavily entailed reading and English and everything with language. And you know how I am. Like, obviously, you guys vibe me from, you get my vibe from um, the podcast itself. I'm very, like, talkative. Like, I like words. I really do. But it was so much harder for me to put words on paper, words on like writing words down so hard for me before but i've finally sat myself down and started reading for like aside from obviously schoolwork finally doing it for fun um i'm not kidding you when i was in high school grade school everything like that i cheated my way through all of those um subjects i hate to admit it like i'm over i'm here now but like i was basing my whole life off of spark notes and videos because i was so lazy i promise you i'm the laziest person when it comes to reading not anymore though i was the laziest but i'm trying to do at least like 15 books this year i know that a lot of other people do like more like 50 books 20 30 whatever but like i think 15 is a good enough number for me um considering that i am like my 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 lifestyle is pretty busy i would say and the type of personality trait that you have to have as a reader is that you're supposed to be willing to slow down for a while for a book you know i mean like not to say that workaholics do not like to read for fun i'm pretty sure they do um and i think it's a stereotype right but like for me, the way that I understand people who like reading are bookworms. Wow. Okay. Anyway, like people who like to read is that they have to be okay with being stagnant for at least 30 minutes, like 10, 30 minutes, an hour, God knows how long you read. But you take a while to read a book and you have to be okay with immersing yourself in a world and not doing anything else with the external world and for me that's the hardest part about reading is to take myself out of my like normal life to immerse myself in another life Parang, i've had the hardest time uh i think two years ago when i did start reading i was so 
like it was so hard for me to stop everything. I oh no. I mean, I think it was kind of easy for me in the sense that nothing was happening in general because I was have I had an academic freeze um because it was the start of the pandemic. Everything was going to shit. Of course I wanted an escape, right? But now that things are getting more and more like busy busier, not more and more, busier. Things are getting busier. It's so much harder for me to just sit down and read like it's an active choice for me to read and i wanted to get to the point where i'm just drawn to my books and i just want to keep going at it it happens to me sometimes with specific books but like there's some books that are really slow for me it takes me months to read some books for me like take days only it really depends but um in general i'm a slow reader it's like part of my personality no it's not it's just um if you know me at all and if you give me something to read if you're like gonna show me your phone to show me a screenshot of something or you're like gonna send me a screenshot on messenger be like read this look what they said and stuff like that give me at least three minutes to read one screenshot it takes me so long like three minutes for a short paragraph okay probably five minutes if it's a really really long message about a breakup or something you know what i mean Anyway, I'm horrible at being sent screenshots, so just call me and tell me what's up. You know what I mean? Anyway, going back, I digress. Um, I love reading now. I started reading, and I'm also part of this little like project initiative thing around the world where it's like um, you get, you like post on your Instagram story that you're. Uh, joining this worldwide book exchange right and this book exchange is basically you get strangers to get to give you their favorite books and you just read it and it's just fun and i think it's really cute i think it's really cute because i've always wanted to share like i've had a book club before and everything like that but like sharing you know me as an introvert sharing my passion of reading passion um sharing my love for reading um by simply just showing me what you like to read is already enough for me i've gotten so into booktube which is just youtube for like books you know like book reviews and everything i find them so fun like i sit down and make a list of all the books i want to read because of it and it's cute and i'm i feel so quaint and you know, I feel cute with my Kindle and sometimes with my, you know, paperback books and everything wrapped in plastic. Um, yeah, I feel cute and quirky now, guys. It's been great. I don't know if I would have ever seen myself as a reader before, but I think it's been a... I don't know. I hate that it's a trend right now to be a reader, but I'm really trying to make it a habit because I know in law school I'm going to be reading a lot and I'm really training myself to do like one page, like one paragraph per minute. You know what I mean? It's hard, but I'm gonna get there, I promise. Anyway, that was so long about freaking books. I'm so sorry if you don't like books. I know some people really don't have time for that. They don't care at all about it, but it is my pride and joy and this is my, you know, podcast i can talk about whatever i want anyway let's get it started (music) 
All right. So, let's go to the actual topic, right, guys? Um, Y'all see it in the title. And if you listen to my episode called Unbecoming, it was the first episode of the year. Um, I talked about how I am trying to unbecome my toxic self. I've been trying to unlearn everything that is wrong with me. Not everything that's wrong with me, but I guess like unlearn the trauma that I've felt from the really bad experiences in my life because it's so hard to walk around with a chip on your shoulder for the rest of your life. I've been walking around with my chips, many, many chips on my shoulder. So, shoulders? Shoulder. Yeah, shoulders. There are many chips. So many shoulders. What? Labo. Guys, what the heck's happening? For- I was gonna say, what the heck is happening for me today? Guys, what is English? I am I hate this. I hate this conversation already. Anyway, um what was I saying? Chips on my shoulders. Um, there it is. Found it. Okay, so I have many chips on my shoulders because I went through a lot when I was a kid and obviously going through therapy, guidance, counseling, everything. Um they try to help you rewind trying to find the source of everything that went wrong and from there once you're able to rewind back deep enough you're able to work forward again that's basically what i'm trying to do with my life it's kind of just like my therapy for myself it's cheaper it takes less you know crying and tears (laughs) what um anyway so i just wanted to start it off with what I've been noticing with myself, and that's honestly that I've been noticing my toxic thoughts surfacing more, or I don't know if it's that they're surfacing more or I'm just becoming more aware of them. But I feel I know, you know, when you're like fighting with someone and you know the wrong thing, the wrong thing, what the hell, guys, I can't talk today, it's making me really upset. I come up with the wrong thing to say. Like it's the it's the worst thing that you could ever tell someone, but it makes you feel so good inside if you release it. You know what I mean? Like I I've I've started to catch myself thinking bad thoughts more often. And I think that I, I would rather see it as progress rather than not. You know what I mean? Because um, for a person who is genuinely a bad person or a genuinely toxic person, you all you think all of your thoughts are correct. But for me personally, I would like to give myself a pat on the many the chips on my shoulder, my shouldered, what my chipped shoulder. What? I'm so labo today. What is this podcast? I like to give my myself a pat on the back. Um, for getting to the point where I can call myself out on my negative um, thoughts before I say them. I would like to say them, but I'm also learning, and maybe this is part of growing up, to refrain, pull back from saying bad things or things that can start a bigger fight. Genuinely, when I'm fighting with the guy I'm dating, sometimes I'm like, ooh, I want to say something. I want to say something. But 
I learned this from my cousin. Her name's Atenika. Um, I learned that there are some people that are worth losing a fight for. Some people who are worth yielding for. And he's just one of those people for me. Or not just one of those people for me, but he was the start of those. Now I'm learning that it's better to choose your fights, better to lose some rather than to win all of them and hurt many you know what i mean it's like honestly you're not even winning a fight if you hurt someone you're just disabling them you're this you're what's the word disarming is that the right grammar um you're disarming them by hurting their feelings you're taking a low blow so that you can catch them off guard so that you can just like knock them out that's not fair and that's not a win that's foul that's not that's not it and I've caught myself many times almost pulling a foul or committing a foul and I'm proud enough to not act on those instincts anymore. But I definitely did um, for a while when I was a kid. Obviously, I'm 21 years old now. Um, not to say that I know everything already and I'm better than everyone else or whatever. I'm sure that older people are listening to this, looking back at me, a 21-year-old, saying like, yeah, I already knew that, but it's cute that you you think you're so mature now. You know, let me celebrate my wins, okay, oldies? Um, anyway, yeah, I was a really toxic friend back in the day i would say my most toxic era was 15 years old until i was 19 honestly up to the the very start of the pandemic i was a very toxic person um and i think it would it was greatly attributed to the chips on my shoulders uh I thought that I was the most special person in the whole freaking world because I I went through so much in my life. I thought that the whole world owed me something or the whole world didn't have it as hard as I did because I was heartbroken. I was suffering, meaning I was the only one who was allowed to suffer because other people's suffering was lesser than mine. I genuinely, and I hate to admit it, I genuinely saw other people's struggles and I thought, that's not as hard as mine. What the fuck? That was, that's so bad. That's so bad. And if you think that way, I hope that you stop right now. I hope that you got attacked and you're you remember this moment in your life that that was a bad thought and you should erase it but um i literally sat up for that guys my god um i think that back then with the many chips on my shoulders i thought that no one could ever carry a bigger burden than me and therefore everyone else's struggles were invalid it sucked. It, I hate it. There's this one thought or this one time in my head that stands out like very clearly. And I'm going to share it with you guys um, to just show you how bad of a person I was. I'm not that same person now, okay? I'm so much better, I promise you. And I will never, I will never talk like that again. And I see how disgusting of a creature I was back then. But she was she was 
uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I can't I can't defend her, you know. Anyway, you can cancel me after this. Just kidding. But okay, essentially there was I had a friend. Needless to say, much about it. She was not eating healthy. Not she was starving herself, essentially. Um she was not having a proper diet, not a healthy diet anymore. And we were around 15 years old at this time. 15, 16, 17. That's a two-year two year range. Um, and around 2015, 2017, all of those times was the era of like, you know, skinny top shop models. It was cool to be skinny. And all of my batchmates were really aiming towards that stick you know stick figure they wanted to be a stick figure and one of my friends was one of those people and i was already there i was already a stick at the time because i should i'm gonna put a trigger warning on this episode but i was a i was i had eating problems and i starved myself a lot and i was forcing myself to puke and everything because i had my eating issues eating disorder body dysmorphia um i guess earlier on like 13 years old i was having a hard time with eating already right and so looking at my friends at 16 17 years old starving themselves while i was already knee deep waist deep probably in my body dysmorphia and all of my issues i was like you're not special you know you're not the only one who hates the way she looks i hate my looks more than you do blah 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 blah. and i remember that there was this one time specifically on my rant account on my twitter I, like my friend was like oh i'm only drinking iced coffee today i'm not gonna eat anything else but my iced coffee and i was like what the hell i was so triggered tri- i was so triggered by it that i posted my own rant thread and i was like you know it's not good to starve yourself you should eat properly and just exercise regularly mind you at 15, 16, 17 years old, I was probably exercising twice a day and I was already a stick figure. I was not eating healthy at all, but I was trying to quote unquote save people by telling them it's not the life to live. This skinny life, it's not it. Like, what the frick, dude? Like, it's so annoying. I hope that everyone knows I am not this person anymore. I hope you all know that I would never say those things. Never um discount someone for the struggles that they're going through i'm so sorry to the people who i've hurt um with that toxic side of myself if you had a hard time with your body and i made you feel bad about feeling bad i'm so sorry for you i'm i'm so sorry about it you know um anyway so i was a very toxic person back in the day and it took me a few years to realize and to 
slap some sense into myself. But I'm here now and I want to un- start unlearning all of these bad things because I'm, you know, I'm trying to take accountability for all the mistakes that I've done and all of the wrongs I've done on the people. Um, there's this song by Sabrina Carpenter. Wow, shocking. Sabrina, not Olivia. Um, yeah, by Sabrina Carpenter. Um, it's called Under the Bridge, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I think so. The we've been living on the edge of the cliff. I mean, we've been but going down with the ship. It'd be so nice. What song is that? I'm gonna search it up right now. If we could take it all off and just oh no, it's not under the bridge, guys. It's skinny dipping. The line that I really love from this so this this song is um um what do you call it? <laughs> so useless as if I love the song enough to like cite a verse or anything. No, give me a sec. Okay, I searched it up. It's um I will sing it. Sing it. Just kidding. I'm gonna recite it to you guys. So it's we've been swimming on the edge of a cliff. I'm resistant, but going down with the ship. It'd be so nice, right? If we could just take it all off and just exist and skinny dip in water under the bridge. Isn't that so nice? Okay, the rest of the song I really do not like. Like, what the frick? Are you rapping? Are you whispering? Like, what is this? What are you singing, lady? Like, I don't know how the heck someone is supposed to cover this song because it's so awkward to sing. It's like, she's just sing-talking. It's not a rap, guys. She's sing-talking. Anyway, I only listen to this song to get to the chorus because that's the only part that I like. But essentially, the song is about how you, how she meets someone that she broke up with and it's like they talk like it's normal again like all of these things that they did to one another it's over like you've forgiven and you've forgotten and it's just so nice to be in that phase of grief already where it's more of that it's more like yeah it's there it's gone now and you'll feel it forever but you're able to carry that weight around with you and you're not gonna break every time it gets a little you start to feel the weight of it again you don't feel the weight anymore you just are able to carry it I like the fact that this song is so I like the the line skinny dip in water under the bridge because if you don't know basic English um, sayings water under the bridge is like oh it's done like nah like forget about it it's water under the bridge it's it's something that you're willing to move on from is what it is and i think skinny dipping in the water under the bridge is like well at least for me again i'm not sabrina or anything but like for me it signifies that you're skinny dipping you're naked you're swimming in what happened before but it's not a problem anymore. Skinny dipping is supposed to be a fun activity, right? And I think it's just really nice that this song is talking about how you can you can live with the breakup and the ending of it all and it will be okay because it's 
over now. And I am having a very hard time um, accepting that. Again, part of unbecoming and unlearning everything that has happened to me in the past is that I have to be able to accept the ugly truths, to accept the losses that I've had, the experience, and be able to finally move on from it. I have to be able to show up there naked. Not not literally, but like, do you know what I mean? I have to be able to remove my guard, let my guard down, and accept that this beautiful relationship that I had with someone, a beautiful friendship that I've had with someone is gone and it's over and it's okay. Um, it's part of unlearning for me because I was I, I I was kind of playing the victim for a long time. I thought that um I was just so heartbroken in the sense that it was like, oh my gosh, I thought you were gonna be my bridesmaid. I thought we were going to be together forever, besties for lifers, you know, all of that. Um, but that's not the case and that's not how life goes. But it was so hard to get to that point of like accepting that things don't work out but not only do things not work out it's probably because you did something to mess it up yeah i think last year the theme of last year was don't take everything so personally life just happens right but this year is more of life doesn't just always happen sometimes like you sometimes you have to take accountability for the things that you've done you know everything that happens to you although it's not your fault it is your responsibility and i think that now and this age i'm trying more to take accountability for the things that i've done and I hate the fact that I've wronged these people, but I'm I'm not only here anymore to hate myself over the mistakes. I'm here to take accountability for it and be sorry about it. I think for a long time, and I don't know if this is just me or if it's other people as well, but for me personally, I thought that just feeling remorse and resentment towards myself was enough already for an apology. Like, you know, when someone says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I hate myself. That's not an apology. Like, I was going to say a bad word. I didn't need to at the time. I'm trying so hard not to curse. I think I cursed earlier. Anyway, um, it's not an apology. It's not an apology to say you hate yourself or let the person know that you hate yourself for what you've done. And that took a long while for me to realize like you don't need to tell me that you hate yourself um when you tell me you're sorry you know as someone who if i was the one to receive the apology and if someone said oh my gosh i'm so sorry i hate myself it's like you want it's like you're asking for pity from me so that you could get you could receive forgiveness and that's not how an apology works and for me now i've i've learned that an apology is when you take accountability for your actions and you do something to correct it the apology for me is not in the sorry it's not in the 
rolling around in guilt or whatever. You can feel all of those things, homie, but if you're not going to do anything about it, I don't accept your apology. Um, and I realized that now that if I'm going to set those standards for other people, I have to follow my own standards. I have to practice what I preach. And I thought about all of the relationships that I myself messed up. And yeah, I blame myself for them. Yeah, I hated myself for them. Sure. And my feelings are valid for sure. But I didn't do anything about those things for a long time. All I did was sit and sulk and just add another chip to my shoulder. And that is not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to make anything better, dude. Um, so I guess from then on or from now on, I'm I'm taking accountability and I'm trying to change. I mean, I have been trying to change this whole year and such, but like I never tried to unlearn the toxic things that probably led to my toxicity in the first place with those relationships. I just kept adding and adding and adding on to like all of the mess that I've made and that's not going to help anybody. Like yeah, I'm I I would the way that I would imagine it in my head right now is that it's like a pile of mess. It's just a mess in a pile and i'm just adding pretty things on top of it you know like okay nice to know that there are pretty things on top of my ugly pile but it's the foundation of it is still ugly and weak and so all of those pretty things that you've put on top of it they're all going to tumble they're all going to fall and they're not going to stick because your foundation of it was always ugly. I'm trying now to rebuild everything. I'm trying to remove, extract that ugly part and un- unbecome so that I can, you know, ju- I can be the good. I can be all the good instead of the bad. And of course, yes, you cannot eliminate the bad. Of course, I'm going to have imperfections. It's just that for me i think that i will become a better person and a better friend if i just unlearned all of these things anyway um i just wanted to say obviously they're not going to listen to this obviously they hate me um i did things wrong and they have complete like they have all all every reason every reason to not not like me and I'm okay with that. Because what I did to them was not that it was unforgivable, but it was something that really hurt. And it's okay. And they have no, they do not owe me their, their company anymore. They deserve to leave. And that's what they did. And I'm happy that they did. Um, yeah, there was this uh episode idea that I had which was just listing down all of my toxic um traits. But now that I think about it, it just feels like I'm allowing self-hatred to wash through me and I don't want that naman. The thing that I'm trying to teach everyone is 
to love yourself, learn to accept yourself. But of course, you have to learn to accept the ugly sides of you. But this specific topic of listing down all of my toxic traits was not going to help anybody. It's just going to show you guys how much I hate myself. You know what I mean? Um, so we're not going to do that anymore. But I'm going to say that I was toxic. I had really bad traits. And I don't ever want to put that onto people or give them the burden of dealing with that. And the only way to fix that toxicity is to start rewinding, going back to the start, the very beginning, so that you can nip it in the bud, you know? Um, so that's about it for today, I think. It's just because I'm tired and it's just because I'm sleepy that I want to end the podcast. But I think I had a lot of fun talking to you guys today. Um, yeah, I hope that you've learned something from everything that I've said. Sorry, I've went, I went on so many tangents and like so many random, like I had so many random grammatical errors and i am just hyper aware of my grammatical errors now because i've recently studied grammar and english for the lae so i'm like hyper aware of everything i say wrong and obviously you know you're not going to be perfect english you're not gonna have perfect english every single time out of your mouth especially because it's not really the whole country's first language you know what i mean but what am I saying? What? I'm, am I just like trying to rationalize and like defend my poor grammar to you guys? Perhaps. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to rate my podcast five stars on Spotify. Please follow it as well. Um, you can also reach me on all my other social media websites. I am at thejourneythere.pod on Instagram and www.facebook.com slash thejourneythere.pod on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all very, very much. Let's skinny dip under the water if the bridge, right? Is that is that the saying? God, there was there were so many mistakes there. Whatever. I love you all. Bye.